Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right, and welcome back to the show. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm chuckling here because Donna's just running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Uh, she's in that room, now she's back in here, now she's at the computer, now she's over there. <laughs> well, again, welcome back to the show. Today is Thursday, May 3rd, 2012, and it is uh, 7.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are live at this very moment, coming to you from the Sunshine State in beautiful Citrus County, Florida, home of the manatee, the gentle giant of the ocean, where the temperature has been in the low 90s for the last few weeks, no end in sight. And as they say, that they say that uh, May is shaping up to be another out of the normal hot and dry month. But we uh, hope all of you are doing well wherever you may be. I'm Alan Smith, along with Donna Smith, and this is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number is three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero. If you'd like to come join the conversation, and all of our shows are saved in archives, where you can listen to them at your uh, leisure. You can download them as well and take them along on your trips and listen right through your truck radio as many drivers tell me that they do. Either way, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, and be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites so you will always be informed of our show schedule and also become a follower of the show from the main show page by just clicking on the follow button at the top left of the page. We appreciate it. And uh, Don is still over there. You about got that wrapped up? <laughs> you working on it? All right. Well, we have a great show planned this evening, and um, we're taking a look at the PSP record of drivers, reiterating what it's all about, how it works, what goes on there, and most importantly, what it means to you, the driver, and what you can do uh, should you discover that wrongful information uh, and violations have been placed on your free employment screening program record. And uh, helping us to do that is our special guest, Ricky Gooch of Legal Benefits Group Incorporated. We'll explain just what that is and how they can help you. And we'll focus on the rights that you have as a driver or even as a fleet owner as it pertains to the PSP CSA and the data queue system. So very important show. Donna, are you with me yet? She's... uh. There she is. I'm right here. Okay. Hi, uh, everybody. I haven't, don't have Ricky on here yet. Is he, is he, did he have a time to call in? Um, 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Well, we'll give a little time. Maybe he's running a little late. But 
Very important show, 347-826-9170 is our number, and we'll get started with this broadcast, removing violations from truck driver PSP, hopefully with our guest, Ricky Gooch, coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since trucks were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-off business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month, and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilts, Volvos, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. We're talking about the pre-employment screening program record, the PSP and CSA, and your rights as a driver and maybe even as a carrier. Who knows? We'll see how the show goes. Uh, phone line's filling up. Thanks for listening in and tuning in, everybody. Appreciate it. Our special guest, Ricky Gooch, 
of Legal Benefits Group Incorporated joins us to sort all of this out. So, Ricky, thanks uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Thanks for having me, Adam. Uh, glad I, uh, to be here. Yeah, glad I haven't talked to you in a while. I even just last year at the convention, I just got to meet you briefly and speak with you. I was just so busy. Hopefully, um, hopefully, if you can make it this year, we can have a little bit more time to talk. Uh, planning on being there, man. Okay. How's the, how's the weather in Tennessee? Uh, hot right now. It's It's been around 90 degrees, so sun's shining. Trying to get a little bit of rain today, and we need it. Yeah, we need it here too. It's been hot too, but well, listen. Let's uh, let's start off with this. What's this? Uh, uh, oh, I guess Donna, you're with us, right? Yep, I'm here. Okay, so oh, Donna. Hey, Ricky. Jump in with us too. What's uh Let's talk about the Legal Benefits Group. Um, tell us a little bit about what that is. What you guys do over there? Well, we we provide legal protection for drivers and for small businesses all across America. Our company's been in business for over 40 years, and uh, we actually have a driver program that does anything from help them with uh, traffic citations to uh, sending out investigators to a scene of an accident and building their case uh, before the engine gets cold. Uh, so we do a lot of things, and it, it helps a lot of people. And... Uh I was on your website, and like you said, it, it has a lot to do with the CSA, uh, data queue, the PSP as well? Yes, we, we we do it all. You know, what we try to do is, is we have drivers who can't get any help. Uh, it's unbelievable today how many carriers uh, are not participating in CSA. That's basically what they say. Oh, well, we don't, we're not doing that. Uh, so they hide it from their drivers, you know. They hide it, and and when something comes up, they won't help a, a a driver at all. I mean, every day, I talk to a driver at least once a day, if not more, that has no idea what the PSP is or CSA. Well, that uh, that's funny you should say that because that just kind of brings me to my next questions. I mean, drivers have heard the term CSA, PSP, and data queue. Um, but like you said, many are still uncertain about what exactly these three terms mean to them. So can can you just give us a rundown on um, on these um, about about these three the CSA PSP data queue? Just a rundown on what these are and how they work together with each other. Well, CSA, is, and I'm going to put it in my own words. You know, CSA is basically a program that keeps up with everything that carriers and drivers do. And it's it's not like the old program. Uh, the old program, it kept up with some of the things that they did, but uh, the states didn't have to report anything if whenever they uh, got charges against a carrier or, or a driver. It never went into the federal government. This program is completely different in that it tracks every driver, it tracks every carrier, and it does it electronically by hooking into the state systems, number one, and number two, by telling the states if they don't report what's happening to these guys, that they're going to take away their uh, uh, road funding, which can be you know, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. Uh, the PSP, uh, what I say about it is it's very simple. It's a report card. Uh, at the end of every month, or really in the middle of every month, on the 15th of the month, they push one button and a report comes up uh, about the driver 
and it tells everything that that driver has done for the previous 30 days. And if it hadn't done anything, it just uh, you can see what's happened in his life for the last three years. Wow. Well, uh, who can see that? I know drivers want to know who can see this PSP report. Who has the well, authority? It, what happens is whenever a driver goes to work for a carrier, the first thing that a carrier will do is get them to sign a waiver so that they can go in and see exactly what's going on with the drivers. So right now, the, the carriers have that information. If the carriers want to share that information with the insurance company or somebody else, they do it. There's, there's uh, no restriction for them to handle that uh, uh, information in a certain manner after they're uh, allowed to get it. So it's not like a HIPAA thing where, you know, uh, a privacy policy, once that's in a carrier's hands, yeah, well, you know, once once that they sign that, that document saying that the the carrier can get that form, then they will. And of course, this past year, uh, now private companies can get that signed off by a driver, and they can they can get that information too. And a lot of them do that. A lot of a lot of drivers sign that off and let other people do it. And I don't know why. It's not a good thing for them at all. Same thing with the SMS for the carriers. Uh, all of that stuff, the SMS is open for the public to see, but, but not the but not the driver's PSP. The public can't see that. The public cannot see the PSP unless they have permission to see it from the I mean, from the driver. Okay. Okay, but now the PSP can only be used by the carriers as a hiring tool, though, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, according to the federal government, yeah, that's that's all. But you know how that works out, Alan. No, so, yeah. what other share with enlightenness? How else is it being used? Well, it's 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 open to to all the the people that work at that company. I mean, they can get in those files. They can see what's going on. And uh, we live in a society nowadays that people are very creative about how they get information and what they're going to use the information for. So, I mean, it's just like your identity. You know, people steal your identity already. They've already got the identity of just about every man, woman, and a child in, in America. And they were never supposed to be able to get that either, but they have it. And no matter what we put out there electronically, it's going to get disseminated. They're going to be able to get a hold of that some shape, form, or fashion. And uh, all it takes is money. But but if I'm working for ABC Trucking and XYZ Trucking over here wants to check me out, I'm not I'm not going to work for them. I'm staying with ABC Trucking, but XYZ Trucking over here uh, would they have access to the PSP? No, they do not have direct right. access to okay. the PSP. They'd have to go around the rules to get it. I'm just saying that. Just like our identity, it's not very well protected. Okay, and what about drivers who um, are still at the ver at the same company that they were driving for before the CSA took effect? Uh, they that, do they have a PSP out there somewhere? Their PSP is for the previous three years they've been driving uh, from today's date, and everybody has one. And if they've never got a ticket and they've driven just as clean as could be, then there's no, maybe nothing on their PSP, but they have a report. But you said that they're 
supposed to sign like sign a waiver with their company, giving them their, the company permission to do that? Yes, they do, uh, because a company will not hire them uh, if they don't sign that waiver, or at least most companies will not. Yeah, but what if they haven't been recently hired? That's what I'm getting at. What if they're still with the same – they haven't quit. They're still with their same company. They've been with the same company for 20 years. They were with that company when the CSA took effect. Um, their CSA, from from whatever date that is – like today's the, the – the, is far ahead as you can go is today. So from today back three years – uh-huh. Uh, for they have a PSP report, and it, if they've had an accident where, where a vehicle has been towed away, it goes back for five years. But it's you've always got one that's three to five years deep. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's always one there, so it doesn't make any difference if you change jobs or not. They still have it. And uh, your present employer can't um, can't. Can't look at it unless you uh, unless he asks you. Hey, can I can I look at your PSP and and you have to give permission. I, and which brings me to a question: Has that ever happened with a driver where the present company wants to look at their PSP and they say no? I mean, and and there's any kind of retaliation that goes on with that? Has well, that we, that? We we have not been there to see it but we've had uh, uh drivers tell us that they they wouldn't be looked at to be hired by a company unless they would sign that form so that they could see it and 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 the carrier has every right in the world to ask that of them uh you know simply because they're trying to protect themselves and um the, their score and here's what you got to look at the the total scores of all the drivers that a company has is reflected in the carrier's SMS report. Right, right. So and, and I don't think drivers realize that, that their yeah. their scores are a reflection um, of the company scores. Right. So so when a company hires them, they've got to know what that score is going to do to the score they have right now. It could put them over. Uh, you know, there's some drivers out there today with two or 300 points uh, on their PSP. Well, I think I think people still don't realize that every violation the driver gets, uh, the carrier gets. So that's why that's why I asked: Has it ever happened that um, a company with a present driver, not one that they're looking to hire, one that's right there, do they have access to all their information? Well, they have to ask them for it. They they still got to get them to sign a, a waiver so that they can check them. But here's the thing: most drivers are, are they want to see it. They want to know what it is, and they don't want to pay the ten bucks. They'd rather for the company to do it. Okay, okay. So because... <laughs> I mean, any any driver can pull their own PSP report for ten dollars. Uh, right, and we'll but, get into that so you could tell yeah. them how to do it. Because still, people, you know, we still get questions. You know, where's where's my CSA report? And they really mean PSP. Um, right. Oh, it, it's still it's still a, a confusing thing for a, a lot of people, and how it relates to CSA, and I think that's what Alan was trying to get at. How can we relate? What is CSP and uh, CSA, and how does it relate to PSP? And I, I think that needs to be crystal clear before we can even talk about how you can get things off of your PSP. <laughs> well, C- CSA CSA is your PSP for a driver. 
Right. You talk, when they're talking PSP, they don't have to say CSA because PSP is how the CSA program keeps up with what they do. And then the carrier, the same way. They don't have to say anything about CSA because it's their SMS that they have to look to to uh, get their scores, and that's what the, how everything is recorded. So it's just real simple. Forget about CSA. You're either a PSP guy or a SMS guy. Right. On on their on their um SMS, uh any kind of violations or anything, they can actually see though which driver uh committed those violations. Am I correct? Well, here's the thing about it. If you want to see what a driver I mean what is going on uh with a company, just pull the SMS report or the carrier and it's gonna show you all of the violations of the drivers. Now, it's not going to show what the driver's name is, but it's going to show the DOT number, it's going to show the truck number, it's going to show all that stuff. So if you've got a little bit of other information to go with that, you can put it all together. So obviously the company can figure it out who the driver is because it's their driver. So exactly. Yeah, I mean, they don't really need a PSP. All they, they need to do is go look into their own SMS and just figure it out. And then there's these third-party companies that actually have a program that kind of, you know, put it all into an easier perspective for them and actually and actually give drivers a score, which, uh, you know, I find kind of, you know, I mean, I'm sure they find it very uh, convenient. Yeah, I mean, their score, you know, their score is their point total. Uh, and you can you, you can figure out their point total. You know, you've, of course, there's 69 pages of points uh, that has to be applied uh, right. before you can figure out what it is. But you can sit down and manually do it. What they've done is put into a, a computer program so they can just type in the violation numbers, and they get all of that up. You know, real nice and neat and lazy people, which we all are. <laughs> Uh, right, or 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 busy if they're busy and they don't, or you know, don't yeah. want to hire somebody to figure all that out or something like that. I guess, but okay. I, I... Well, that brings up another confusing thing that we hear a lot from drivers. They're wanting to know um, at what at what point level um, will they, you know, be in trouble? I mean, are when they reach thirty points or sixty points or a hundred points? Is there such a thing? Rick, did, did we lose them? Well, I'm showing them up there. Well, we'll try again. Maybe he's having a little trouble. But if you're How on there, we can, oh, there hey. you are. Yeah, there I'm you are. Okay. Did Did you hear the question? Uh, a part of it. Okay, we we I get a lot of emails and things, and I I get them all the time. I answer them all the time. But let's hear the answer from you. You know, drivers say, well, uh, how many points at what at what level of points will I reach when uh, you know I'm in trouble? Like will be terminated or whatever. I mean, is can you? Is it thirty points, sixty points, a hundred points, or is there even such a level? Well, there is no standard set by the government for that yet. However, there there will be. They're working on that as we speak. Uh, what that will be. Right now, most of the carriers that we see are. are pretty well get concerned once the driver reaches the carrier limit, you know. So 
So if it's hazardous, if it's hazmat, and they get over 60 points, they don't like that. Uh, and we've seen other carriers let let their drivers get up to 125 points before they uh, got rid of them. But the difference now than last year is now more carriers are taking those points seriously and looking at them much harder. And here's the thing that I think is most important for the drivers to know uh, today, and that is that there is a point total that the FMCSA has in their mind, and they know what it is, and they what they what the plans was, what the rules are today, is when you cross that threshold, they're supposed to come see you, the driver personally, and they are supposed to either fine you or require you to get more teaching or, or actually have you removed from the industry. And the reason that it has not happened, it, although it has happened in a few cases, but the reason it's not happened on a mass scale is simply because there is not enough people at the FMCSA to make it work. In December the 15th, 2010, there were five full-time FMCSA employees and 40 college kids that worked there working on the CSA regulations and rules. That was it. So last year, in March... They sent out 50,000 warning letters, which meant that they were supposed to go see uh, those 50,000 carriers, and they have not seen those 50,000 carriers to date, and that was only 12% of the carriers that will, you know, that they're looking at today. So this thing is so far from being over. I mean, really, it's just start. It's still just in the starting uh, phase. Well, it's going to be in that starting phase a long time. I mean, or you know, my thoughts. I mean, just by listening to you talk, I mean, um, they're going to have to do a massive hiring on a on a massive scale, and uh, to to cover all this. But I, I mean, do you do you see that happening soon? They, they're already up to about a thousand uh, agents. Since uh, December of 2010, they're up to about a thousand agents. So yeah, the you know CSA business is good. They're they're hiring. Uh, okay, and so uh, you mentioned the uh, when 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 you get a lot of points, they'll come and see you for your quote, and that was what I was going to get into. There was supposed to be some kind of like intervention before they just completely terminate you. There was supposed to be some kind of intervention, and that. And that quote coming to see you—that's the intervention you're talking about. No, actually, the intervention can be the letter that they send you. Oh, just the uh, letter. Yeah, a letter can be an intervention, and then giving you the instructions of what you're required to do. If they actually show up on your doorstep, then that's usually whenever you're going to either be heavily fined, or you're going to be uh, uh, taken out of taken off the road for uh, six months. Are terminated. Now, this intervention that isn't just for the carriers, then it's for the drivers also. It's also yeah. for the drivers. The problem with it is that they have not gotten the approval to actually fire a driver on the side of the road, and that's what they're waiting on. Now, they they fully plan to be able to fire a driver on the side of the road. 
And that's ironic you should say that because um, I remember our show we did back in, um, well, it was when CSA was CSA 210. And yeah. we had, I, I, I think it was Mike Roan, and we also had uh, shows with Richard Wilson. Uh, but <clears throat> at the time, FMCSA was saying adamantly that, uh, no, you can, we, you know, we do not have the authority to um, where you you will lose your license. That's strictly up to, you know, the motor vehicle department or, you know, whatever that is they said, but they were very adamant about that. And now you're saying that they're looking to be able to have that kind of authority now, correct? Yeah, they, they want it in writing that they have that kind of authority. But the fact is that if if I work for you and I'm not a good driver, and if they want to get rid of me, if they want me to be fired, all they have to do is go to the carrier and tell the carrier that you've got a bad driver. You know, we've already talked to him. We've already warned him. He's not going to work out. You need to get rid of him. If you mm-hmm. don't get rid of him, we're going to have to come in and do an inspection here to see how many more drivers you've got. Like. Right, and they don't so want that. No, and they don't want that, so they'll fire the driver. And they've been doing that even, you know, I'd say six months before CSA even started. They were already doing that, going in and, and uh, telling carriers that they had to fire drivers. So. Yeah, so it's basically just a form of a... Uh, uh, fear-mongering. So I, I'm, I'm looking at the page here. I printed it out from the FMCSA website. It's called CSA Just the Facts. And the very first paragraph says, CSA does not give FMCSA the authority to remove 175,000 drivers from their jobs and cannot be used to rate drivers or to revoke a commercial driver's license. FMCSA does not have the authority to take these actions only state agencies responsible for issuing licenses, CDL or otherwise, have the authority to suspend them. But as you're saying, they can um, they can just call up that carrier and say, "Better dump this truck, better dump this uh, driver, or our CSP, uh, our uh, CSA people are coming in." Exactly, and, and it happens all the time, and and they know it. You know, they don't they don't they don't ever tell the truth about what they're doing. But those little black trucks show up everywhere in America and Canada just about every day to can somebody. So, uh, I mean, you know, you know, I've been talking about it for two years about uh, how many drivers they were going to get uh, hired, you know, get fired, and, and how many carriers they were going to shut down. And they've exactly done that. Uh, it's been over well over four hundred thousand drivers so far, and it's been over ten thousand carriers. Uh, now a lot of those are in Canada, but it makes no difference. They're working, you know, their way down. So uh, everybody's going to catch it as soon as they get caught up. There's a lot of wildcat uh, carriers out there running right now that needs to be closed down, and they're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, and they're not doing anything about those because they've got some other kind of methodology that they're using to figure out which ones they're going to go after. And I don't get, I don't get that really. Uh, but you know, the government works in mysterious ways yeah um uh, we're talking with ricky gooch of uh golegalbenefits.com that's your website for legal benefits group when uh canadian drivers come over here they're they're not under the csa right they are they are just as, just as much as the the drivers in the united states they sure are and, and they're so under the supposedly suppo- so are the mexican drivers right 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except they're just taking it. Here's um, what in, in Canada they will go shut down a carrier. We have not seen where they have actually done that in Mexico because I don't think the Mexican government allows it. But they are shutting carriers down. They are fining carriers in Canada. They can shut the Canadian carriers down from operating in the U.S. That's what you're saying. FMCSA actually has a CSA program in Canada. It's a, an agreement between the two governments, and huh. they have to answer to uh, a lot of the same uh, regulations, except that they are tougher in the U.S. than they are in Canada. There's a lot more here. Uh, the Canadians uh, are they will tell you that they feel like they are picked out whenever they cross the border and that uh, they're not being treated fairly. Um, I can tell you of a case uh, that happened six months ago where, a you know, in Canada, uh, it's cold in Canada, of course, and a driver can legally have a bottle of booze in his truck. And so what happened was a driver crossed the border, and at the border they called the DOT um, in whatever state where he was crossing, and they came and and arrested him and and, uh, put him out of service. And uh, as soon as he got made bail, he jumped in his truck and beat a trail back to Canada. And uh, the the FMCSA fined the company $55,000 for that uh, driver having that bottle of whiskey in the truck. Well, see, you learn something new every day. Did you know that, Donna, about the agreement with uh, FMCSA in Canada? Well, I I knew that um, you know if they were going to drive in the in the U.S. that they were going to abide by the yeah. same laws. I could understand that, but I didn't think they'd have the authority to shut them down if they're if they're uh, based in Canada. Well, that part I'm I'm a little surprised at. <laughs> yeah, I, I I learned something, Ricky. I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, they, they uh, of course, like I said, the Canadian government went along with that, but in Mexico, it hadn't been that way. They they can, uh, they, it's a whole different deal there. They have to ask permission to, to, to find the company. The company is uh, allegedly fined, but it's up to the government whether the, the company will actually have to pay for it or not. Uh, so it's a little bit different. But they can stop them from coming back into the U.S., those trucks. You know, of course, they can change the name, but... Uh, Right. And, uh, right. Well, you just, know what? Go ahead. I said it's just completely different dealing with Mexico than it is with Canada. Oh yeah, I'm sure. The uh, well, when they first started talking about this CSA, when the when the hint of it just started raising its head, I I I started. My first thought was this uh, whole PSP thing was just going to become like another DAC report. And yeah. uh, I, I get emails every day. I mean, just every day. Uh, drivers who, uh, mostly CDL students, just came, just got out of the CDL school, uh, not able to find a job, and of course, it's be, and, and then you then you find out it's because they have a felony or something like that. Is the hiring is the hiring of these new CDL students right out of school? Has that really have you really gotten a clamp down uh, specifically it is because of the CSA? No, it's caused a boom. Uh, the the students can walk right out and get a job with no experience. Uh, 
companies need drivers so bad that they'll take anybody that didn't have a criminal history. Right, because they don't have a PSP, because that's a look back of three years, and they have no look back. That's right. And see, all the all the carriers, when CSA was was starting out, they were going, oh, we would never hire people right out of school. I know of a major company, I'm talking 8,000-plus drivers, that are hiring people right off the street, no, no educational requirements, putting them in a two-week uh, training school at a university, a little junior college, bringing them back into the company and doing a two-day orientation, putting them with drivers who uh, have no more than six months' experience on the road for two weeks, and then turn them loose. Yep, and, and, and you know, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't want to get off the beaten path here, but I, I can't help but, you know, add this. The idea of the quality driver shortage stems to the lack of CDL training. And we, Alan and I both say that because if people are leaving the industry, you have to have people who know how to drive if you want a quality driver and you know it it's actually the the training that's going to create quality drivers and uh putting someone with somebody driving 6 months neither one of them are quality drivers yet i mean they may be but chances are they're not they're not, and, and, and uh, you know, by this company's own admission, they've got the highest, probably, they think even themselves, the highest turnover rate in trucking. And you know what they're doing about it? Nothing. Right. They're, they're because absolutely, <laughs> I know. I don't get it, I don't get it Don. I, I don't understand it financially, how they feel like that's, that's paying off for them. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so so I mean I know, like Donna said, I know that a uh, you know a, a guy or girl just right out of CDL school, they have no record, they have no PSP. Um, why am I receiving so many emails from uh, recent CDL graduates that just can't get hired? I mean I know that's a really broad general question, but what do you think is the reason? I think I can't get hired means that it doesn't. They don't. They can't get hired into the job that they want because uh, I, carriers are begging for drivers. Um, I can tell you right now that last year this time our, our orientation classes that we do for some of the carriers that we do were 35 to 40 uh, people. Uh, now they're eight to 10 people uh, for the same weeks of last year. So. You're talking about a seven, almost a 75% reduction in the amount of drivers that's available, and it's not—it's not even. We're not done yet. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So, who cares? It would be, you know, if they can see and they can uh, drive a little bit, they'll hire them. And that's—that is a—you're talking about a reversal of uh, safety. Uh, the CSA is doing, doing more harm than it's doing good, it looks like to me. Well, maybe there's just more more to the story. I mean, I, I get a, I just get a short little email, you know, saying they finished school six months ago, 
and nobody will hire them. You know, they do. They did have a felony like six years ago, and and uh, but I, you know, I just assumed well, this it's this uh, CSA crackdown, you know, and and all this information being uploaded to the data queue system, and they're and just like you said, you know, well. It wouldn't affect them, though, because they don't have a PSP score that would affect the carrier. So I think a lot of times they don't reveal the entire truth. That's what I'm saying. There must be more to the story, huh? Yeah, I, I think uh-huh. some of them do. Some of them will say that I had a felony. And like you said to me today, well, if he had a felony, why did the school even take him? They should have known he wasn't going to get hired, and and that's a, another big problem. And I know it's kind of off the beaten path here, what we're supposed to be talking about, but it really it really bothers us that the schools don't reveal the truth to these uh, candidates uh, that come into their into their institutions. Well, there's a, there's another. You know, we started uh, about three months ago. We started our own. Uh, recruiting organization it's called interstate recruiters uh, and we did that because drivers there's a lot of great drivers in this country i mean tens of thousands of wonderful drivers in this country that are being paid way way less what than what they're worth oh yeah today. and what we're trying to do is develop a database of really good drivers not to get a job tomorrow but to get a job uh, six months or a year from now and get the best paying job you know because because the war hadn't started that's going to start between carriers but there's going to be a huge war that starts and they're going to start fighting over these drivers like crazy and and they're going to have to pin the drivers down with contracts there's going to be a lot of things that goes on, and the drivers that are not prepared for that, whenever it starts, the first the first volley will be against the, the good driver. The companies will turn in first and get everybody under contract, give them a little bit of money, get them all under contract that they can possibly get, and then they'll go after the other drivers that's out there using big money to do it. So that's going to be the first move. So what we want to do is get people educated, get them in place, get them ready for uh, what's going to come, and then we'll serve more as their agent and negotiate their price. And you you have a website for that? Yeah, it's uh, interstaterecruiters.com. Interstaterecruiters.com. Okay. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with our guest, Ricky Gooch of Legal Benefits Group, and continue our discussion on the truck driver PSP record. And we're going to start talking about what you can do to make sure the information on your PSP is correct and how you can get a copy of your PSP, too. So we're going to cover all that when we come back, so stay, stay with us. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back.
Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AssetTrucker.com with an important message for owner operators and fleet owners. Hot John Incorporated is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and if you're considering an auxiliary power unit for your truck but thought you just couldn't afford it, you need to talk to the Dynasys guys about their all-new financing program. The Dynasys APU saves fuel and provides AC, heating, plug-in power, all of those comfort necessities you deserve when you have to shut down for your mandatory break. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and save money. Their finance program is designed to make your monthly payment nearly half of what you're spending on fuel with their goal of making APUs available for every hardworking driver. They realize that times are tough and that credit is hard to come by, so they offer four credit plans giving all owner-operators and fleet owners a guaranteed financing opportunity. They can even get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. Give them a call at 1-800-289-8282. Toll free 1-800-289-8282 or just Google search Dynasys APU. Visit them online at hodjohn.com. That's H-O-D-Y-O-N.com. The Dynasys APU, the best solution to engine idling. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. All right, we're back. Our guest, Ricky Gooch of Legal Benefits Group Incorporated, located on the web at golegalbenefits.com. Um, uh, Ricky, if a driver wants a copy of his or her PSP record, uh, what are the steps they need to take in order to do so? Well, uh, they can go to the FMCSA website and just uh, click on the PSP report site. And uh, they pay a ten dollar fee, and they can get, uh, you know, their, a copy of their PSP report, and it's it's fairly easy to read. They'll see their their driving history for the past three years, uh, unless they've had an accident, and then it'll be for the past five years. Okay, so basically, they they can just uh, just go to the main FMCSA website, and just uh, probably not too hard to find. Yeah, it's got it's got a PSP uh, little uh, file there that they can click on. I, I mean, I've got the address, but it's a mile long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the only reason I'm not saying it either because those, <laughs> those addresses are so long. But yeah, it, it is pretty simple. I mean, just uh, just just Google FMCSA and you'll hit the website and look for the PSP and and uh, but it is ten bucks, huh? It's ten bucks every time they pull it. Well, let's get the information out there to drivers about what they need to do in order to have uh, inaccurate entries and violations on their PSP removed. Is that have you have you seen that done? Have you done that? Yeah, you can actually go back uh, for two years uh, and and have things change that are incorrect. Uh, you've got to have proof. You know, you can't just say that. Look, I I, I was I'm innocent. It don't work. Just like it doesn't in court. Uh, so you got to have proof that uh, uh, you know something that they accused uh, of happening uh, was not correct, and it happens all the time. Another thing that uh, another way that you can beat them is if they make a mistake, uh, 
on uh, the citation that they write or the report that they write, you can you can get out of it. Um, so if they if they put something under the wrong heading, uh, you know, if they use the, the wrong uh, number for it, uh, if if they just leave something off, if they don't put all the name down correctly, there's there's several ways that you can get them to take stuff off like that. So you need to to uh, you know look, and you can go. They can go to the SMS, you know, the SMS report for their carrier, and they can see all the all the stuff that was written against them at that time, and check and see what it looks like, and then call and ask, uh, you know, if, if it's all correct or not. If they don't know themselves how to figure it out. Well, that that leads me to a question: um, <clears throat> Is it true that the company drivers um, have to have their company enter that into the data queue? No, it's, that's not true at all. Uh, okay. Anybody, anybody can do it. Okay, and the next question is, uh, I would think that the carrier themselves would want to aggressively um, attack that since those points are also on their SMS. I mean, they, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah, they, they, most of them will. Most of them pull those reports anyway, and, and the driver would just have to call up and say, uh, do you have a recent copy of my PSP? I'd like to get a copy of it. Um, so, they, you know, if, if the driver can get something off that report, usually it's going to come off of the carrier's report too, so that's a good thing. Um, now, a driver, the driver needs to be, he needs to know that there's nothing going to be on his CSA report unless, his PSP report, unless when he was stopped uh, for speeding or whatever it was, they did a inspection. If they don't do an inspection, nothing's going to go on their, their PSP report. Not even speeding? No, not even speeding. There has to be an inspection, an equipment inspection done in addition to whatever they were stopped for before that will go on their report. Hmm. And... Um, I know you help a lot of drivers with the, the data queue, um, yeah. and really, that that's where they have to enter in. You know, these inaccurate, the inaccurate data they believe is is inaccurate, and that's easy. I mean, you just type in Google FMCSA data queue, and boom, yeah. you know, it's yeah. easy to. It's not that yeah. complicated. Yeah. But you, have to, you do have to sign up for DataQ, and you have to get uh, some numbers and, you know, all that stuff. They issue you your password. And you have to renew it every three months. Oh, wow. Okay. So what are, what are like, some of the um, issues uh, that, that you come across with drivers? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, every state is different. Every state in the United States is different, how they handle data queue and, and exactly how tough they are on it. Uh, Pennsylvania is extremely tough. Uh, uh, Indiana is extremely tough. Uh, Ohio, uh, Minnesota, um, New York, um, those, those are in Texas. Uh, those are some very, very tough states. So when you get something on there, you're going to have to have them dead to rights before it's going to come off. States like Kentucky and Tennessee and, and uh, uh, Florida, some parts of Georgia, depends on where you're at in Georgia, uh, Alabama, Mississippi. Mississippi hates that they have to do anything to anybody 
on a federal level. In fact, they got in trouble because they they waited over a year before they uh, turned turned in the very first quarterly report of CSA, and they're not supposed to do that. They got in trouble over it. So uh, a lot of states are not on board with this because they make too much money off the drivers. They don't like seeing what's happening. Um, so in tech, I can tell you that uh, in Florida recently, I give you a good case that there was a lady who was letting her ex-husband drive the truck. He was a truck driver, too. And uh, they had been separated for years. But somehow or another, got together on this, this deal. And she was in the back using her little potty. And her driver, her ex-husband was driving. He got stopped, pulled over. The, uh, the officer wrote her up for peeing in an open container. Now, in Florida, they have a law that says you cannot pee in an open container. Wow. Uh, I saw but, that on LinkedIn. Yeah, so she she peed in a in a she well, she actually peed in a little little uh, plastic baggie, sealed that up and put it inside of a Tupperware bowl and sealed that. That's not an open container. The officer uh, did a level two inspection walk around. Well, going into the sleeper and searching is level three. Mm-hmm. So, got that took off because he didn't do his paperwork, you know, work correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, like, you know, you can only file two um, charges, you know, two two violations. I mean, let me. What word am I looking for here? Uh, challenges. You can only file two challenges to. Uh, whatever happens to you out on the road. Your carrier can file two, you can file two, and I can file as many as I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, do, you, do you mean they can only challenge, they can only file two challenges a year or two challenges forever? What do you mean? Two challenges against that uh, issue, one issue. So, you know, if you got a ticket yesterday and you got an inspection and there's something on there, you can only you've got two chances to get that right, and then okay. you can't file anymore. Your carrier has two chances to get it right, and then he can't file it anymore. Because I'm outside of the trucking industry, and anybody has this same opportunity, they can file as many times as they want to. They can't find me or, or do anything to me, so all they can do is complain about it. Well, there right. are some states that. If you just keep on filing issues, uh, filing reasons that they should overturn this, they'll overturn them. Okay. They will overturn them. Okay, this is real important. So this is one of the services that uh, uh, you and everybody over at Legal Benefits Group, this is one of the services you all provide. Well, let me say this about Legal Benefit Group and and, uh, our data queue service. Uh, our data queue service started out where we were charging $75 for doing that, and then we started charging uh, $25 uh, just to see if their case could be handled or not and, and before we charged them another 50 And then we just started doing it for free uh, because there's, a, there's, there's not that much to filing a data queue. I, I can tell somebody how to do it over the phone. 
uh, you know, he can get on his computer, I can get on my computer, and I can walk him through it. And then from then on out, he didn't need anybody to help him. But but the big thing that I see is you've got all these companies out here that's charging to do it nowadays, and they take cases when they know that there's nothing that they can do. And they charge, you know, $150, $200 or whatever. That wasn't the reason that we got started doing it. We were just trying to help out drivers who didn't have a carrier that was, would take care of it for them. You know, so I don't right. want the people to call me want me to do it because their carriers will do a good job if they're with a good carrier uh, because it affects them just like it does the driver. Exactly. It, if it's a if it's a driver that has a bad carrier or they don't have a computer or they just don't know how to do it, they're welcome to call us and we will help. Okay, or they can just find you at golegalbenefits.com, correct? Right, right, yeah. Or my email address on there, and, and they would be better to do it by email anyway because they're going to have to send me some information, you know, before okay. I can help. But, yeah, I, I help people like that. I had a guy call me the other day because of something you said on your show. And he said, well, how much you charge? And I said, well, you know, we don't charge anything. And I had him assuming the information, and I told him, I said, you know, you don't have a charge. You don't have something here you can fight. You're guilty. He said, they got you dead to right. And he said, well, yeah, I did it. And I said, well, you can't take off something that you're guilty of. And right. And a lot of people don't understand that either. But, uh, right. Well, getting back. They got off, we get off. I'm sorry. Yeah, you ha- I mean, you have to be realistic on here. Uh, okay, drivers, listen up. You can uh, You can obtain a copy uh, of your PSP record, it's ten bucks, like Ricky said. But you can go to um, www.psp.fmcsa.dot.gov, and um, uh, these shows are archived, so you can listen to catch it again. Uh, that's the pre-employment screening program page where you can get it from, and you can also get a copy via the Freedom of Information Act website, and these two links are included in our description of the show. And I have a question about these two, but uh, Donna, I jumped over you, so go ahead with what you were going to say. What I was saying is, if I remember correctly, uh, this woman's case about the um, about the open container, I didn't know Florida. I mean, we live in Florida. I had no idea they had a law like that. That's got to be one of those laws you hear about that's been on the book since 1812. I mean, it's just... uh, But anyway, she had it thrown, uh, dismissed in court. She went to court. It was dismissed. And am I correct? The FMCSA um, doesn't recognize a court of law when it comes to CSA? And she still not get it off her her record? she she, She did not go to court. Oh, she, she didn't. No, she couldn't go to court because she had no money. So this lady is now living under a bridge in Georgia, uh, right. and we're trying to help her get her job back. But she didn't go to court. But but we've got we got the FMCSA to to overturn that charge. So that that's that's off of her record, and uh, I think we'll probably be able to get her back where she can get her a job. At least we hope to. Pretty soon. But I've been paying for her telephone service. Uh, just so I can communicate with her. Um, wow. She's living, she's living under a bridge, and, and she goes to uh, somebody's house like once or twice a week 
uh, to get cleaned up, and that's, that's she has no car and no no uh, relatives, living relatives, and it's a mess for her, you know. I just never heard of such a thing. Well, me either. And, and the police officer was a you know he was a terrible guy. And that's another thing I want everybody to know out there that when, if you run across a police officer that's just a bad person. And, you know, there's some, there's bad school teachers and bad everything in this world. And I don't want to get on good cops because there's a lot of good cops, a lot more good cops than there are bad cops. But when, if, you, if you've if got a bad cop on your hands, I want to know about it. I, you know, we are doing everything we can to highlight bad people that's doing bad things to truckers. Um if they're going to now, go after bad truckers, we need to go after the, the, the bad people that's going after the truckers, you know. Now, when you say so, we are trying to highlight it, uh, uh, what? who's the we? Is it is it Legal Benefits Group? Is it yeah. Truckers Justice? Or which one? Because you, you, well, you, it, you, it, you, you do several things. Yeah, it's Justice for Truckers. That, that's our, our uh, you know. Okay, so JusticeForTruckers.com. Yeah. We, okay. we we do it in that name because it's a not-for-profit organization, and uh, we can write things and do things. Uh, in, That's okay. That I'm, just, I'm just I'm just wanting to get them straight because yeah. I know you're in several you know several sites there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that truckers justice. Uh, um, it's justice for truckers. JusticeforTruckers dot com. Uh, right, and, and we uh, well actually it's not dot com. It's it's a uh, it's at causes. Oh. Dot com backslash justice for truckers. That's right. Facebook. I don't have it in front of me. Right. So uh, you know, but it, what we do is we keep everybody abreast of what's going on with CSA and, and what's going on, with who's saying what in the industry uh, with blogs. But we use that as a, a way to talk with law enforcement. If you remember, back uh, over a year ago, we were. They did a story about us in uh, Trucker News about getting a, a driver out of trouble in Indiana, and uh-huh. we did it through ju- uh, Justice for Truckers because they they shut him down and took his license away from him simply because he had a CPAP machine in his truck, and they passed their own state law about CPAP machines, and uh, it was just ridiculous. And uh, but because we could write. And, and get on radio shows and talk through Justice for Truckers, they listened to us. And, you know, they reconsidered everything, and they got him back on the road quickly. And you've talked to the guy, I know, before on your show. Yeah, yeah, we uh, had him on our show. Yeah, he sure did. So, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it all worked well, that's out. that's cool. Yeah. Well, you're doing a lot of good work. I, I just wanted to, um, you know, in our in our in in the description of this show on our home page, I included the two links where drivers can uh, obtain their PSP record, uh, either through the pre-employment screening program, the the website that I just gave out a few minutes ago, or by the Freedom of Information Act website. Which one of those do you think is the easiest and best way to get the PSP? seems to me like the the pre-employment screening program, the website I gave out, would be the best. Or what do you think? Well, the the PSP is the fastest for sure. you know, I don't know how long it takes the Freedom of Information Act for them to actually get you what you're asking for. Yeah, that seems way too complicated to me. Yeah, I think it's pretty in-depth and it takes some time. So 
10 bucks is $10, but it's still, it's not a lot of money. And, and if you really want to know what's going on, you know, you need to know it now. You don't need to know it six months from now. Right. So, uh, I would do the PSP thing. Yeah, okay. Or, I just wanted to confirm because it seemed that way to me, too. That's www.psp.fmcsa.dot.gov. That's where you can uh, obtain a copy of your PSP record for 10 bucks. So, um well, getting back on how drivers can, you know, remove, uh, you know, <clears throat> inaccurate information, I mean, they have to be realistic, like you said. I mean, they get in an accident, they want that removed, but, you know, they were in the accident. Not much you can do there, right? Right. If they're in an accident, I mean, the, the paperwork says it all. However, let me tell you this, um, the FMCSA is backing off of uh the severity of how they're counting these accidents. Um, we had a, I had a carrier last week that I was visiting. Uh, that's a client of mine, and they had got a uh, had somebody in a wreck, you know, and I told them off. And the FMCSA had assessed them uh, 40 points uh, for this little little day. It was very very minor. And it was, uh, and with the weight of the way they do with the crashes, it was a, a full 40 point hit across the board. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That didn't go into their average. That it bumped their their score 40 points. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they cried about it. And they did everything they could do, which was not very much. And uh, a few days later, they got a call back saying, "I understand that you are not satisfied with." Uh, the amount of points that you've got for this accident. And they said, why? You know, what's wrong with it? And they explained it, and they reduced it from 40 points to 14 points. Really? That was a first. First time I'd ever heard of that. So, wow. You know, that That is. That's serious. Um, that means they're, they're, tr they're waking up a little bit. You know, they're trying to do something. The, the lady who got in trouble with the P incident in Florida and, and got some other stuff on her PSP report, Jonathan Metzler, who is somebody that I met at the Bop Center uh, two, two and a half years ago uh, and explained to him human rights, <laughs> uh, actually sent her to me. She explained the situation to him. He couldn't help her, and... and he told her, he said, call Ricky Gooch. I think he can help you with that, help you get that off your record. So at least we're starting to see some feelings from some of these people that we have not seen in the past. All right. Well, well, Donna, that's, that's good news. Oh, can't hear you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Mute button. I know. <laughs> Yeah, though, that's good to hear. It shows uh, networking, something that we're trying to encourage with drivers and companies and uh, part of what we're trying to bring about with the convention in October. But I do have a, another, a couple of questions. Uh, when the driver isn't at fault and in an accident, okay, um, I know that's a an issue that, that you know, is kind of gray, is that on the, the um, CSA or the PSP, even if it's not their fault? Yes, it's on their it's on their 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 uh, SMS score. 
uh, and it's on their PSP score. But as far as the carrier score, that's something that you can't see on the carrier score. Okay, so if a if a car cuts a, a a truck off, it's clearly the car's fault, and he just can't stop in time or she. Uh, that's still going on your PSP, correct? Let me explain it this way: If you pull your truck into a Walmart parking lot and you get out and go inside the store, and when you come back out, a car is sitting uh, in front of your truck and has made contact. Okay, mm-hmm. and that car that car. It broke the wheel. It can't move. If either vehicle has to be towed away from the scene, from the scene, it is your fault. Okay, but it, so in other words, it only goes on your PSP if there's uh, either a, an injury or a tow. Correct. Right. Exactly. But why? So, why is it the driver's fault, especially uh, on private property? Because uh, FMCSA said it was. That's that's you know, it. Huh? That's the bottom line. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's that they made the rule, and it is a rule. It is not a law. And what's going on with the warning tickets now? I mean, I know that's a big issue. If you get a warning, um, it's it's almost worse because you you can't contest the warning. Is that still going on, or did they change that? No, they didn't change it. In the state of Indiana, we got them to pull back. They're not riding as many. You know, they were riding one on everybody that they stopped. No matter what, they got a warning ticket. So that has uh, been scaled back in Indiana. We know that for sure. Uh, And that just comes from a lot of discussions and uh, uh, actually getting into a little bit of an argument with uh, Wayne Andrews. But, you know, he was man enough to say, oh, I'm wrong, you know, and do, help us do something about it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's really just nine states in the United States, and please don't ask me the name of <laughs> that, that that is a probable cause state, which means that you can they cannot stop a truck without probable cause. So if they've got, if they see something going wrong that's a violation of law and they stop them, then they've got to give them a ticket. Well, if they're really just stopping them so that they can do a an inspection, they will give them a warning ticket because they're, they 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 feel guilty about it. Now this you know this is way out there. It's crazy, but it's true. However, the warning ticket, like you said, just does as much damage as a regular citation does. But most of the police officers will tell you that that ticket does not go against the driver. They don't know any better. Well, they're thinking they of a regular driver's license. They're not thinking yeah. a CDL. That's what it is. They don't understand CSA. They're st- they're thinking on the state level instead of the federal level. Right. So, exactly no matter, so if they get a warning for speeding. Let's say they're going five miles over, and they got the cop just gives them a, a warning. That still goes on their PSP. Not unless it's they have an inspection done in addition to it. It only goes on their CDL against their CDL unless there's an inspection done in addition to the citation. Okay, okay. I keep forgetting that. You too, Alan. I keep forgetting that you have to have the inspection. Yeah, it's all about the all about the inspections and the crashes and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's just you know it's it's real simple. 
if it's uh if it's anything that's a, a moving violation it has to be an inspection attached to it for it to go on on the against their CSA. Otherwise, it's just CDL because CDL is only state programs. It's not a CDL is not a federal program. It's a state program. Okay, I, I didn't even know that a warning goes on your CDL on the regular without an inspection. But you're saying it, it does? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. If you remember what the guy said. If they want to do an inspection and they right. feel guilt, they'll give them a warning ticket because it's probable cause state. That's why they come up with this crap. And then yeah, they yeah. It's, know, it's, all the loopholes. Yeah. Exactly, it's a loophole, and it's hard to fill them in in some of these uh, law enforcement's mind because their bosses tell them it's it's uh, okay, and then somebody like me comes along and tells them it's not. They're they are not going to believe it. You know, they're going to fight tooth and nail arguing with you about it and uh, I'd love to get in those arguments though because we can prove it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I think that's good that we touched on those. Yeah, so the future of the CSA and the PSP, uh, uh, Ricky, where's it going? Uh, tougher well, and tighter and meaner? or what, well, they're, in a lear- they're, they're in a learning curve and the original idea for CSA was to have a three-year learning curve, you know, and in that three years, they would get up to speed and they would get rid of all the bad guys, carriers and drivers, and then they, they, then they would start easing off and make it uh, easier to police and, and thin out some of the, the laws. I mean, uh, Alan, have you ever sat down and looked at the CSA manual uh, all of the equipment the violations that that are capable of you getting it's uh-huh. it's, it's it's unbelievable. I have, like, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like forensic science. You know, the, it, they have to do surgery on your truck to find some of this stuff, but they do do that. I mean, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I think it will get easier. But you got to remember, why is CSA? Why did it start? What's behind it? You know, it's not. Uh, it's not about all about safety. It's all about the uh, the government. They use that bill to give the rail companies $97 billion to build LTL facilities all throughout the United States. And they're building them right now as fast as they can build them. And 85% of over-the-road trucking will go into LTL. And you're only going to have refrigerated left, uh, hazardous left, and specialty trucking left. Uh, everything else is going to be LTL. So, well, w- when do you see that? I mean, that's got to be a ways down the road, don't you think? That was a ten-year plan. We're two and a half years into that plan right now. Uh, you know, uh, all these big investors, Wall Street, they all bought rail stock like crazy whenever the first bill passed back in two thousand and one. And, you know, as far as I know, a lot of them have been buying steadily ever since. Uh, rail, uh, they, their their stock has gone tremendously uh, sky high, so to speak. And, uh, and their uh, market share has increased weekly uh, pretty well since uh, since the beginning of CSA. So it's going there without a doubt. Hey Donna, you remember that post I wrote? Uh, oh, it's been a couple of years or so ago about the uh, 
future of trucking and the railroads. Yeah, I remember that. I, 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 Everybody laughed at I, me. On there with uh, a corridor, or, or was that? No, that was NAFTA. Um, yeah, no, it was a long, long time ago, but he, he just kind of jogged my memory on it. Uh, well, eighty-five cents. Boy, that's a that's a big cut. That's a you know yeah eighty five percent overall trucking is gone and and you know they're looking I mean if you look at what the industry is doing right now they're kind of gearing up for it uh, they're people are building in these areas they're moving uh, their uh, outward hubs to these more into these areas where they're building these rail centers like I say it's supposed to be ninety seven of them and that was the plan uh, how that will change I don't know. Uh, the drivers will drive in a 250-mile radius. Most of them will be home by, by, you know, dark or night to, to spend the night every night. They want to get this. They want all the trucks to be doing all their deliveries during the daytime and everybody home at night. Can you imagine what yeah. kind of traffic nightmare that's going to be? Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, it's almost so uh, uh, unbelievable you, you can't even imagine them actually getting it done. No, I mean it's it's it is way out there. But see, here's something else that goes with that. They're also re-regulating this industry one rule at a time, and they've already asked for permission to regulate the shipper and the receiver. They want to control the time frame that that uh, a shipper has to get a truck loaded and get it off his lot. And the same way for receiving it and getting it into his store and letting that trucker leave. So all of this is is going to greatly increase the, the price of freight. You know, freight prices are going to go to the moon. Well, that's uh, kind of a good thing, though, because, uh, you know, drivers were sitting at docks for hours without pay and it went into its, their their hours of service and not getting paid for it. So, I mean, I mean that's kind of a, a, a good regulation. I think um, Senator DeFazio think, uh, has a bill on that. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a good regulation. I think it's uh, you're going to see, uh, uh, you know, they, they say they want the, the American commercial driver to change from a blue-collar worker to a white-collar worker. They want them to be looked at, and this is almost funny in a way, like an airline pilot. You know, I, t- I told them, I said, well, I'll tell you what, you start serving them coffee and you can get them a stewardess and we'll we'll go with that. You know, and pay them 250000 a year. So, yeah, that'd be a good comparison. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I, it's funny you brought that up because I, I was just reading about that today where the FMCSA you know they they have control of drivers and uh, carriers, no control over shippers and receivers. But that's what they're wanting to do. But I tell you right now, boy, I can see you you're talking about pri- wanting control over private companies. That's going to be a big a big thing in courts. I I, I can guarantee you. Well, you know if the see what they're doing right now is proving that it's a better system. It'll work better uh, and. They'll be able to build a case. I think they can build a, a good case for it. it, especially the way they treat drivers. You know, drivers are treated worse than third-class citizens uh, yeah. uh, because of what they have to put up with, with a, in a warehouse somewhere. And it's yeah. not right. You know, it's No, not, it's not so right I, at all. 
Huh. Well, another thing, think- you know, with the, with the ATA and FMCSA and all the uh, uh, the the money to be lobbied in Washington, you know, it's all they're all connected. So they they very well could have the power to push it all, push whatever they want through. That that's true. I mean, look at it. Look at it this way: uh, what they do with the EOBRs. They they went and said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make trucking companies put them in, and then they went to court and they lost, and they said, no, you can't do that. Right now, they're trying to get the Senate to override the court. That's what they're doing, but they still hadn't slowed down any because they just go into the carrier and they go, look, you've got all these logbook violations, we can't let you operate this way. Where you can either pay a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, or you can put in EOBR. So which one you want to do? Right, but, always it's, a fine a lot but it shouldn't be a mandate. No, it I mean, be a mandate. I mean, yeah, the it shouldn't, it shouldn't be fraud. It shouldn't be strong arming either. You know, so but mm-hmm. they want to. They're trying to make it to be a mandate. I read about that just about every day. Well, I know the uh, ATA, you know, wants it. They want to, you know, uh, have it. Yeah, what's with that? Well, because they, uh, Alan, you were you were doing something last night about the even playing field. That uh, they're saying that they want an even playing field where everybody has to have EOBRs and you know. Yeah, make it an even playing field for all carriers. You know, so the so the t- the small little carriers aren't competing so much with the big carriers, and make it a even playing field. But I mean, to me, those are just words and and. Uh, I mean, I, I just, you know, that's a whole other show we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of shows, I'm going to tell you. That, 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 that EOBRs are ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, I've got I've got a carrier in, in Atlanta that just bought 40 of the new uh, natural gas trucks, too. And they, were, they bought those things uh, because of the LTL business that they're picking up from the rail. The rail center there, and of course they're they're going to build a new one there, and they know about it. So they're building those short haul trucks now, buying those things, getting prepared for all that. Well, you know that that's another show, Donna. I mean, there's a you dig deep enough, and you'll you'll find some big people out there just swearing that all these trucks are going to be natural gas, you know, by 2030 or whatever the date they're giving. I mean, that's something else on the horizon. Well, if you take our uh, gold sponsor, Navistar, I mean, they're looking, uh, you know, teaming up with T. Boone Pickens um, mm-hmm. with natural gas. So Yeah, I, I do believe that's coming. I mean, it's uh, maybe two or three decades away, but I, I have a gut feeling that, you know, even the big rigs, all these trucks are going to be natural gas in you know the next two or three decades. I mean that's just me, and I don't know, but there's uh, you dig deep enough, and uh, you can see some big things happening there. Yeah, I don't actually, even actually it starts. Actually, it starts in 2013, and uh, the efficiency has to go up five percent a year uh, for for the next three to four years, I believe, which is a tremendous amount of yeah. Uh, how are you going to cut back five percent or increase fuel economy five percent a year? That's a that's that's a lot. That's an unbelievable amount, you know. Yeah. Uh, big rigs, but they've got yeah. to do it starting next year, and not the carriers, but the manufacturers. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. I tell you, just when you think you know, trucking kind of slowing down and things are kind of calming down, boy, we just still have all these issues we got to deal with. There's more issues than ever. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> we have a whole. We need a whole show just on the regulations and the mandates and the proposals, and uh, it's never ending. Well, well listen. As long as there's a way to buy a politician, it never will end. <laughs> yeah, we've, got the, we've got the we've got the best politicians money can buy, I guarantee, you, anywhere in the world. That's the thing. When you 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 dig into these regulations and you dig deep enough, and Donna, what is it you always say? Just just follow the money trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. But, I, w- I wish when you was following it, you could pick up some of it though, every now and then. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, sure yeah. would. <laughs> yeah, sh- share some of it with the drivers. You know, they're they're still making the same wages they were making thirty years ago. That's right. Well, drivers, hold your head up high. Wear nice clothes and act like you are somebody because you are. You're a professional and you should act that way. You treat yourself that way and other people will treat you that way too. And that's one battle that, that you've got to fight yourself. Uh, if, if the perception of a driver uh, is is totally within the grasp of the driver, you know, nobody when nobody can help them do that. they got to do it. they got to hold their head high. They got to wear nice clothes. They got to be proud of what they're doing. They got to talk proud about what they're doing, and then people will listen to you. And that's what I want to see out of the out of the drivers. That's the reason I fight this fight, you know. So uh, hopefully that'll happen. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I always say it's a tough job, but it's an honorable profession. So yeah. um, that's just the way it is. But. Oh, listen, Rick, uh, time's uh, running down here. I really appreciate you coming on the show and walking us, uh, you know, walking us all through this. Thanks a lot. You're, uh, you're at Legal Benefits Group, golegalbenefits.com, and uh, another website you want to give out? This is, uh, well, interstate recruiters, we can, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about with drivers uh, on that. We, we think we can help them secure a, a much better future, uh, especially in the next couple of years. Uh, there's going to be a big uh, shift in this this business, and a lot bigger than what we're already seeing. And uh, it's going to be money for drivers. It's going to be a lot of money tied to it. I really believe that. So that's interstaterecruiters.com, and David Lloyd is is over that, and a nice guy. He'll he'll talk to him, help him out. Don't cost nothing to talk. That's it. Yeah. All right. That's right. Hey, well, by the way, before I go, I want to tell you something. Uh, uh, you guys do a great job. Uh, the world needs a lot more people like you for a lot of different causes, believe me. And uh, Justice for Truckers actually came out of listening to you guys. Uh, oh, really? You know, I, yeah, sure. I, I thought y'all did a great job, and uh, I said, you know, they're trying to help and use their knowledge to help people. And I said, I'm going to use what I got. It's not much, but I'm going to use what I got to see if we can do the same thing. So, uh, so far, me and Bill work ourselves to death for it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we try to get volunteers. We, we we get some, but we've never gotten anybody that can really take off and go with it. One of these days, somebody like that will walk in the door or, or give us a call, you know, and we'll see what happens. But uh, we want to help more people than what we're helping. Well, I go over to your causes page quite often and read what you're doing there and everything, and and between that and and um, uh, legal benefits group and interstaterecruiters.com, uh, you're hopping over there, I know. Yeah, and I, and I write for Big Truck TV. I write a blog for them uh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, Big Truck TV.com. Yeah, I've been on there too. Yeah. Well, you're all over the place. 
Oh, yeah. I'm everywhere but home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I hear you. Well, listen, I, I really do appreciate it. It's been, a, it's been a good show and a lot of good information and keep in touch. And uh, we may uh, we, we may be contacting here uh, pretty soon, too, talk about some things. But um, appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Thank Ricky. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Donna. Uh, okay, uh, looking forward to seeing you in October. Uh, we'll be there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Uh, check uh, Ricky Gooch, our special guest. Check him out at uh, Legal Benefits Group, golegalbenefits.com, uh, interstaterecruiters.com. A lot of good information and help there for drivers. And uh, I tell you what, we'll take uh, we'll take a little song break. Give you a chance to grab a cup of coffee, a barbecue a steak on the grill, whatever you need to do. And when we come back, Donna will jump in here with her announcements on what's happening that we want you to know about. Oh, and you don't want to miss the uh, the first one we've got with the trucker that's in jail in uh, Mexico. You're in, oh, yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah. That's in your announcements? That sure is. Oh, good, because I have no idea what you're going to say. Okay. Okay, well, uh, cook that steak on the grill, run to the bathroom, grab a cup of coffee. When we come back, Don will jump in here with the announcements, and we're going to Shoot out here. Here's a trucking brand from when the big rigs don't roll CD produced by Alan Productions.com. So hang with us. And Donna coming up next. I've been driving these rigs since 79. Never got a ticket, never crossed the line. Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold Gotta get going, I've got freight too low Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58 A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes Well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right And I saw my life flash before my eyes I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the The trucking brand I was fighting the wheel And the next thing I know I hit the sidewalk And over I go Falling so fast I had no time to scream Burning hot metal flying all around me Well, I laid there for a minute Living out of my head Not knowing if I was alive or dead Highway Patrol said, let me give you a hand Then he laughed and said, son, you better check your pants I'm just trying to make a Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the The trucking brand at me and my burning rig 
Check out the damage that was done to the bridge Feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head Barely heard the words that officer said $10,000 fine and your CDL is gone Better call your mama to come take you home Three million miles and never a glitch The four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist I'm trying to make a living running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the the trucking brand The trucking brand. Okay, the trucking brand from When the Big Rigs Don't Roll CD, produced by Barry Allen and David Ayers over at AllenAyersProductions.com, performed by John Johnson of Johnson Brothers Recording Studio at MySongDemo.com. And here's a little info for you. You can now grab that. $15 CD for only $5. And you heard me right, only 5 bucks. So grab the CD now over at allenairsproductions.com. It's a great CD. And Donna, what announcements do you have? Take it away. Okay. Well, <clears throat> again, there's uh there's an American driver in jail in Mexico. Uh it was first uh written about by Todd Dills over on uh Overdrive magazine. And that was that was probably about a week ago. Well, since then, uh, Dan Fuller of Hotels for Truckers uh, dot com he he became very concerned, and he actually called me yesterday and said, you know, let's do something about this. And he uh, he built a website, and it's called freejabin dot com, and that's F R E E. J A B is in boy I N dot com. And what happened was he had a load of ammunition. And um you know, you can go to the website and read it, but from what I understand, uh he was going to El Paso, uh and he ended up in Mexico and uh he anyway he Oh hold on. So I I mean he uh he accidentally ended up over the border? Yes. But uh, there, how can that be possible? You have to go through the the border, the, the you know, the check station, the border control. The There's usually a long line. I mean, how could that happen? Well, you know, and, and that's the details um, we're going to find out. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to be, and, and this just happened right before the show. That's why you don't know. I mean, Dan had called me, and he um, he's talking with uh, the gentleman's mother and his lawyer, and uh, we're going to try to, um, sorry to spring this on you, Alan, but we're going to try to get him on the show for next week. Oh, I'd love to. I mean, you mean the, his uh, his family? Yeah, mm-hmm. And to yeah, because I'm real curious because I mean I've ran into Mexico and it's just not a simple little thing to cross over the border. 
Well, and and that's that's a couple of things that you know, um, you know, people are bringing up. However, um, supposedly it just happened, and you know we don't know how it happened, but all we do know is that he could possibly get 25 years in jail in Mexico. And, uh, you know, there's a big call for people to, you know, call their representatives and, and all like that. Um, you know, we we are going to speak to uh, hopefully his lawyer and his mom, who probably knows a lot of the details, uh, and, and try to get this whole story straight. But um, Dan Fuller of Hotels for Truckers, this really really hit a you know a chord in his heart and so he's been really you know very very um interested more than interested i mean he's got a real conviction about this right now yeah he's a good guy he's a wonderful guy um hotels for truckers that was created really to help truckers and uh he's just a wonderful person you know just like so many people that that we know, we know a lot of wonderful people, and he's one of them. And just like Ricky Gooch, on you know, I didn't even know he does all this uh, for free. I mean, it's 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 just great. So anyway, yeah. well, go to this website. It's www.freejabin.com, and that name again is J A B is in boy I N dot com. So. Uh, and, and just see, you know, how you can help, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more to uh, this gentleman's family and hopefully his attorney, and then we'll have a, a show on it next week. Yeah, now that's, uh, I would love to have that show. Okay, well, uh, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay, Donna, get working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be talking. I'll be talking to them to probably tomorrow when you're at work, and yeah, I'll I, make all the notes for you. I got to crawl back in the truck tomorrow. I know, I know. Well, anyway, um, some more news we have uh, is our latest Blog Talk Radio sponsor, which we're very happy about. Another great guy, Jim McCormick, from TruckerToTrucker.com. And uh, he's our radio sponsor, and he's also a bronze sponsor for the convention. And I'm glad to say that uh, he's attending this year. Oh, good. He was a sponsor last year, too. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, uh, and that's a great site, Trucker to Trucker, Trucker T-O, Trucker to Trucker dot com. Uh, it's really a great site. Yeah, they uh, a lot of great articles, and a, a lot of times, you know, uh, we'll share his articles on Facebook, a lot of good information. And uh, anyway, so that's our new Blog Talk Radio sponsor. And, uh, well, I just want to say, everybody pretty much knows this, but for those of you who don't, um, our sponsors must meet a a level of honesty and ethical business uh, conduct before we, you know, take them on. Uh, Trucker to Trucker, as well as all of our other sponsors, definitely meet that criteria. And um, we're very, very grateful to be able to surround ourselves with people like this. You know, Lone Mountain, Hajian, Trucker to Trucker, Trip Sheet Central with Eddie Gachui. These are just great human beings that actually have the um, best interests of the professional driver at heart. So we stick, uh, we're pretty strict with the criteria that people have to meet to be um, sponsors on our show. And while we're on the topic of sponsors, 
Um, let's review the sponsors again for the 2012 Truck Driver Social Media Convention, which is uniting drivers and those within the industry who value honesty and transparency. And again, we're you know, trying to create that high level, uh, we call it the circle of trust, and uh, anyway, here's our sponsors this year. We're thrilled to have is our platinum sponsor, Pilot Travel Centers and Challenge Magazine. Our gold sponsors are Dynasis APU and Navistar International. Silver sponsors, Trip Sheet Central, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, the Zata Corporation. Our bronze sponsors, Transport Watch, Casey Trucker, Allen and Ayers Productions, Truck Driver Money Saving Tips, or Truck Drivers Money Saving Tips, and Trucker to Trucker. Um, the following companies um, have recently told us that they're going to jump on board also to support professional drivers, and they are Cobra, AirDoc, and Idle Air. So, um, you, oh, good. Yeah, you can look forward to them uh, jumping on board fairly soon. Uh, all three of them, by the way, they were all sponsors last year of the 2011 convention, and they're also great people. Well, we, well, we just got all great sponsors. We do. We have wonderful people that um, you know uh, are part of this whole thing. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our speakers at the convention and um, our special guests. So, Kyla Lieberg, co-founder of Truckers Against Trafficking, she's going to discuss the founding principles of their organization. Educate, equip, empower, and unite members of the trucking and travel plazas industry to combat domestic sex trafficking. And that's a huge deal, and truckers are really jumping on board with that. They're calling the hotline, and they're really getting involved with the human trafficking. Uh, we have, again this year, attorney Paul Taylor of the Truckers Justice Center, uh, who's an expert in trucking employment law. Um, he's been assisting drivers for over 20 years through his uh, law office at Taylor and, Associate, uh, and Associates Limited. Um, we're also going to have, uh, as a return speaker again, Richard Wilson of Trans Products and Trans Services. And uh, he's, he's going to discuss the problems and the solutions for CDL training and the truck driver shortage within the, within the U.S. trucking industry. And that's a hot topic because that just goes into, I mean, that crawls into every other area, CDL training. So um, Mr. Wilson will expand on several aspects of these issues, including the hours of service changes, potential EOBR mandates, driver medical qualifications, and the institution of the National Registry of Certified Medical Examiners. So um, that's that's going to be hot. Uh, and don't forget, everybody, we have that open forum that allows uh, everybody to get up and speak about uh, an issue or ask a question. Um, we do limit it. You know, you can't be up there for half an hour, but, you know, to make your point, uh, or to ask a question, um, that was that was really a big thing last year, and I can tell from the people writing in that it's it's going to be hot this year. The open forum. We also have with us Rick Ash, who has 26 years as a professional driver. He's the chairman of the Trucking Solutions Group, and in 2010 they formed the subgroup, the Driver Health Council. 
Um, Mr. Ash will speak on the health issues faced by professional truck drivers and the steps that can be taken to lead to a healthier lifestyle. Very important uh, since health is uh, a big deal this this year. Um, I mean, it should be a big deal anyway, but now because regulations, um, you know, it's it's really a big deal. Our social media speaker. Uh, Jim Lupkin has been uh, using social media marketing tactics long before the genesis of the term social media. Um, he's recently been written about in Inc. Magazine. Uh, we're, we're very thrilled that he's going to be a part of this convention to educate people further uh, on the benefits of social media, the power of it, the power of your voice. Um, let's see, for 15 years use social media to capture market share in his respected industry, uh, whether that meant capturing 20,000 customers or providing web services. So he's really very, um, he has an expertise in this field, and we're looking forward to him being there. Yeah, we got to get him up on our page. Yeah, uh, we will. I, I just wrote him uh, before the show, so... Um, uh, we'll be straightening all that out, and hopefully he'll be up by uh, by tomorrow. Um, our MC again this year is Toby Bogard, and uh, he was our MC last year. Did a great job. Uh, another another wonderful person is a professional truck driver with over a million safe miles. He's the author of Semi Aware and On the Big Road. Uh, he did receive a letter of appreciation and commendation from the FMCSA. Our special guest, James McCormick. James was a, 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 a speaker last year, did a tremendous job about uh, truck drivers and employment. And he's the founder of Trucking Careers of America, a career advisory and job placement company specializing in truck driving employment. Um, he brings a 10-year track history of uh, helping OTR drivers, CDL training. Uh, Trucking Careers of America specializes in CDL driver training, CDL recent graduate, CDL refresher courses, CDL experience driver, and CDL training school. So he's going to have um, he's going to have a booth there, and he'll have a few words to say. And uh, you're definitely going to want to talk to him. We also have Hope Rivenberg, last year's recipient recipient of the Making a Difference Award for her work and dedication towards Jason's Law. And she will be presenting the award this year to the 2012 recipient. Uh, the award this year will be named in honor and memory of her late husband, Jason Rivenberg, and is now recognized as the Jason Rivenberg Making a Difference Award. Um, just to tell you a little bit about the convention, the convention is the only event so far which allows drivers to unite and share their voices and opinions. The speakers are those who have a heartfelt interest in the industry and the desire to help the professional driver by offering information and advice. These speakers have graciously given up their time because they believe in the importance and sacrifices of the professional driver and the desire to be a part of raising the standards of the industry for them. Ask any driver who was there last year. The information they received uh, was really precious. Those who attend other than drivers, uh, people like um, 
For example, Ricky, Ricky was there last year. Hurt truck drivers was there. I mean, I, the VA assistants. I mean, I I, could, I can't remember everybody, and I shouldn't say anybody because I don't want to leave anybody out. But they're just tremendous people that were there. Um, uh, they they also have a desire to be a part of that circle of trust. And uh, they're concerned with the issues of professional drivers, and they want to hear what solutions are being offered. Uh, many will represent companies or organizations who want to be a part of the circle and be a part of the honesty and transparency that the industry uh, needs really desperately. I mean, we need honesty and transparency. One of the main benefits for everyone attending is the networking and relationships that are formed, both business and personal. We receive emails from people who tell us that they're still receiving benefits from last year's convention, uh, both from the information they received and uh, from the relationships that they formed while they were there. So you really have to, I mean, I can't say enough about the convention going on in October, October 26th through the 28th, 26th being the welcome reception and the, the convention itself being the 27th and 28th at Harris uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, you need to go to www.truckingsocialmedia.com. Also want to thank uh, Kathy, Kathy Cass and her husband. Um, she's creating baskets that she's making to give as part of uh, part of the raffles that are going to be given off to the wives of truck drivers. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I believe her website is a truckerswife.com. And uh, we'll be putting uh, we'll be putting her up on the website. Also, um, she's another wonderful human being, and uh, she's one of our nominees um, for the Making a Difference Award. We've had quite a quite a few nominations for different people, and I do know that she's one uh, one of them. So anyway, um, we look forward to seeing everybody there. If uh, if you have any questions and you want to ask, you know, you can write us or call us. Um, our email is info at truthabouttrucking.com or info at truckingsocialmedia.com or just go to the website. Uh, but you need to get your tickets soon. So just, I mean, what is that Nike thing? Just do it. Uh, you need yeah. to just do it. Um uh, well, and sponsors, same thing. Just go to truckingsocialmedia.com, and all the sponsorship information is up there. And I guess that's it, Alan. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You had a lot of stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, quite a bit tonight. Okay. It's all good. Always appreciate it. And uh, that will do it for our show this evening. Thanks for uh, everyone hanging on the lines listening. A few there in the uh, chat room. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check out GoLegalBenefits.com to see how they can help you with the CSA and data key requirements. Thanks again to Ricky Gooch for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And we'll let you get back to rolling that big rig down the road. Here's Tony Justice from another great trucking music CD. You need this one too, drivers. You can pick it up. Pick up a copy of the On the Road CD at all Pilot Flying J Travel Centers nationwide. And uh, be sure to visit Tony's website over at Tony Mute, uh, TonyJusticeMusic.com. So here's the uh, title song from the CD on the road. So until next time, for TruthAboutTrucking.com, AssaTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, Donna Smith, 
and Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. her crazy, driving that old truck, she needs loving, but she's out of luck, he's on the road, he's on the go, he's on the road, hauling that load on down the line, while he's out there in the fast lane, her life's moving slow, he's on the road, he's pulling into Phoenix, she's pulling out her hair, and turning, wishing he was there. He's on the road, he's on the go, he's on the road, hauling that load on down the line. While he's out there in the fast lane, her life's moving slow, he's on the road.